0: Thank you for tuning back into the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. I am your host, Colin. This episode is with a new friend of mine, a comedy friend again, Chris Starman. We discussed a variety of topics, including stand up comedy, which is how we met, depression, ADD, sobriety. We went into talking about politics a little bit, just about term limits and how they're needed. And how almost everyone agrees with that, it seems like. Why Chris thinks everything is weird now. The afterlife. Turning into our parents. Just a great episode with a great dude. Chris is... One of the favorites in the comedy scene in the Quad Cities. Liked by everyone. I don't know anyone that does not like this guy. And that's saying a lot... But our community is really strong, and we talk about that on the podcast as well. We're unique, and that is awesome. Anyways, enjoy the episode with Chris Darman.
1: And three, two, one. Welcome to the Shot 30 Podcast. I'm, <laughs> Shane, I'm your host, Shane. Newrichton. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he does the whole countdown. But he does the video thing. That that's I think that's so he can sync it together, because that's another problem about doing video and audio, because you're doing it separately. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to match it up, and it's like that's wh- that's where I'm at. Complicated. It's, nah, nah, I'm too. That's too much work.
1: One of the programs that I use, uh, so I've done you know really short videos and stuff yeah. like that. One of the programs that I use, I was trying to add subtitles too, like, you know, are not captions kind of thing where, you know, they're clever and people put them on their, on their comedy videos. So I was trying to do that, but I couldn't get the sound to sync up to the video in the video app. So it was just the most frustrating thing. So Mm -hmm. I just gave up altogether. But yeah, syncing audio and video is just ridiculous. I had
0: somebody do, the one time I did video for the podcast, I had somebody else do it for me Yeah. I just, I just (laughs) paid them to do it. I was like, I don't. That's why we have Brandon. uh, Yeah. Brandon needs to start doing things like that. Where that's a good point. I I've, I haven't gotten to know him yet. I've talked to him a little bit, mm-hmm. but the fact that yeah, he just like I don't know why he chooses Dubuque.
1: Like doesn't he live here? So the re so Dubuque has been kind of his easiest night to get off. He works. Oh. He works for um. He used to be a stay-at-home dad, but now he works for the TV station, okay. and he does like the the six and ten o'clock newses. Okay. And so they ask him each week like what days are you available to work mm. and because that's kind of one of the, been one of the more consistent mics he's been taken off Thursdays. Yeah. Um plus he gets a a lot of people, you know, there're always a lot of people there. Yeah. Um so and he didn't even but uh when it came to so Brandon started as a comic with me. Okay. And I've known him the longest out of anybody in comedy as far as Cause I just started seeing him recently. Yeah, yeah. He had taken a long time off. In fact, he'd moved to Texas for a while, moved back. He has two young kids now, so he has been like super dad. Yeah, and yeah. only recently started coming back out. And so it started with me getting a hold of him and saying, "Hey, would you mind?" I'm like, "Would you cut me a price? Give me a price for? I'm going to send you some clips of my comedy. Would you put them together for me? Edit them together?" And make like a five minute reel for me that I can send off to promoters yeah, or yeah. so Yeah
0: for festivals, all that stuff. Yeah. So
1: I send him a link to all my comedy and after a couple weeks go by, he comes back to me and he's like, So your videos are shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay. And he goes, Not the content, just the quality. The quality. He's yeah, like, yeah. You're shooting it on a phone. And anybody that gets used to something in a professional capacity wants the best of that. So yep. he, as a film student, he's gotten used to the best of quality for video and audio. So he said, hey, let me come out with you a couple of times. I'll, you know, record a couple sets and I'll mash them together and give you a highlight reel. Exactly what I wanted. Better quality. So he started doing that. Well, along the way, he kind of started getting the itch to do comedy again a little bit. And he's done it a couple of times since. Um but we kind of came up with a little business idea, a side hustle of, you know, recording the comedian sets because none of us get high quality video. We no. all get our phones. Yeah. Um, and they're good at times, but we have an ultra HD camera now yeah. with a good audio recorder that, you know, and he, he doesn't, he's not trying to like. Does he set up the audio on stage somewhere? No, no. It's all through his camera, but he has like a, a boom or a little like, uh, it's a mic that picks up from a certain direction he has a directional mic oh center. gotcha gotcha so uh so, directional, i think that's yeah. what it's called okay so yeah. yeah he has one of those and um so we set it he sets up there in the corner and he does being a comedian himself he doesn't he's not out trying to like make a living off of this you know he's trying to make it trying to help out yeah he's, he wants to make it available because we never had that coming up like if yeah, because when I heard
0: the price, I was like, dude, you could be charged so much more. Oh, but I also didn't want to say that and no, piss no. a bunch of people off. <laughs> we, he knows. Yeah. He knows. We've
1: we've all we've talked about it. Like yeah. we've we've even talked about, you know, just increasing it to 15 um yeah. just for the travel and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh but if he's doing still doing it for 10 when this, you know, when this loops and you're listening to it, and uh, you know, if he's raised the price, sorry. If he hasn't, <laughs> it's it's still worth it. You know, yeah, it, it, either way, it's worth it. Um, but it's, it. I like looking at my recordings and getting, you know, so I can check the wording, try to improve the joke, you know. Oh, yeah.
0: My thing is just like my stage presence in general and like me looking down too much, not mm-hmm. looking up, mm-hmm. too much pacing, little things mm-hmm. like that. Catching and your... Uh, the like uh, uhs and ums. Yeah, and yeah your crutch
1: and... words. Yeah. Yeah, that's always... At like... least they're
0: not swear words now. They're uhs and ums, which sucks. But... At
1: least they're not got them. Got him. Oh man. I love that he's gotta have a variation of it after every joke Yeah, down. he shot him. <laughs> not got him. Uh, not got him. Yeah, <laughs> when it
0: doesn't land. Yeah. Shout out to JT though. Uh, oh we yeah, love this him. This is all this We is love a, him and hate him at the same yeah, time. This is okay. all I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. this is
1: all 100 percent with love. I, I, yeah. I, these are all things I've told him. Yeah. And, yeah. Um uh, like we we challenged him one time to not go to like say a, it. Yeah, to go like a whole weekend, and I think I think Draper bet him $4, <laughs> and he did it for $4. Like, he was committed just for the $4. He had no interest in doing it other than the $4, but he did it. He went a whole weekend without doing it. So it was That's awesome. It was unbelievable. I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, it. the catchphrase, like, kind of, I talked to him about that. I'm like, when did that start? He's like, it started a long time ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's like, it just kind of stuck with me, so I just use it.
1: And it does work sometimes. I mean. It, Like, Friday or Thursday night uh, up at the comedy bar, like, when he was killing, were you there? (sighs) No, I wasn't there. See, uh, yeah, this week has been a blur. Because I saw you Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Thursday at the comedy bar, dude went up there and fucking killed. Uh, Yeah. JT went up there, and he was doing his jokes, and he did a couple of his... Was there a good crowd? It was a decent crowd. It wasn't as full as the week before. Yeah, the week before was solid. Yeah, it was way big. But so... He's up there doing his regular cheesy jokes and then he breaks into his new stuff about uh you know losing his beach card. Oh, I love that. And like the crowd got way into him. Like they were just immediately like bought in hook line and sinker and everything he said after that was just gold in the cr- like it was just like a crowd of moms loving him. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen for that little awkward kid. Oh yeah, it's great, and he's not little at all. That's no. the funny part. He's a giant. <laughs> he's a he's a squat, sasquatch only dumber. Yeah. <laughs> he's hairy without the Hendersons. Oh, I
0: love I love when Dana talks about him. That's my favorite. Yes, oh. yes
1: Dana kills him. <laughs>
0: oh my god! But yeah, uh, let's, let's let's try to.
1: Oh yeah, we got topics. to cover. We got
0: topics to cover. So anyway, Chris Starman. Uh, let's start out by just giving a little uh little background about you. You've been doing comedy for how long now?
1: I meant to actually look this up. It's been at roughly least, at least roughly twelve years. Okay. Um Probably a little more than that. Had any uh, gaps there? Or? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been, I've taken time off multiple times, um, usually kind of for self-mental health reasons where I can't handle it anymore and I need to take a break from it. Yeah, yeah. I used to get really invested in the uh, am I getting booked side of things. Ooh, okay. That always hurt me, so I would step away for a while, but I've gotten much better about that in my, my own head. Yeah. Um, been in the Quad city since about two thousand. uh grew up in a small town before that, uh, out in western Iowa, west of Ames. Okay. Uh, what town? Carroll, Iowa. Oh,
0: Carroll. Yeah, I know Carroll. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, a lot great... of you and I people went to. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're all from Carroll. Yeah. uh Carroll spreads out to U and I, Ames, and Ankeny. Like, okay, that's where everybody that does Ends leave. Up. But you get a lot of people that never leave. So. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because Carroll's not ridiculously small. It's it's, it's small. It's, but. it's
1: weird because it's like a metropolitan area for that area. It's only a town of ten thousand people. Not a lot of of people to that you would uh, invest big businesses in coming to town. But because they kind of serve a metropolitan as like all the other small towns around it. They've got the things like Walmart and Pizza Ranch and Culvers and Pizza Ranch. It, it, it's weird yeah. that it it shouldn't support those types of business. It'd be enough to support those types of businesses, except for the fact that everybody from around there comes there. Yeah. Okay. Got more bars than than probably regular any regular business. That's
0: pretty much an Iowa
1: thing. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Churches and bars. Churches and bars. Yep. Sometimes it's bars and churches. <laughs> Might as well. It's a good business concept. Yeah. Get right with the Lord, then get drunk right after, or before, or both.
1: Well, I mean, it's part of the ceremony in in Catholicism, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, we. I had a guy, um, so I went to Catholic school, and uh, I had a, I don't know if you ever had this happen, but, you know, we'd have like a, we didn't do weekly mass, but we did like a monthly mass. Oh, yeah. And uh, where the whole school went. And one dude, it was before I got there, uh, but I had heard about this because it was just a legendary story that one dude just went up and they by the by the time I got there they stopped doing wine mm-hmm. for a reason. Oh yeah, because of this guy, he went up there and just slammed the whole thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm it's sure. It's just like it has
0: a free buzz, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm and,
1: sure that we did that at one time or another too. Oh yeah. Um, I went to Catholic school as well, uh, went 10 and a half years till I got suspended and then ultimately kicked out because Mm. I helped lead a walkout. Um, they tend not to like when you question them. No, 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 no. So I was, (laughs) I was given a set of criteria I had to meet before I could come back to school and it was unattainable given my life at that time, like between, between work, school hours and, um. You work retail at the time, or grocery uh, store, or something that's, like that. I can't remember. Yeah, I did. I did a little bit of everything at one point or another. But yeah, uh, yeah I would work uh, work after school and then also have soccer practice and stuff like that. So it was one of those things. Like I was not going to meet it, so I ultimately had to go to the public school across town and end up being better for me. But it, you know, I've had my run-ins with them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I ended up
0: yeah, I went through did you do grade school with Catholic school yeah, too? Grade yeah, grade
1: school through all up. the way through tenant uh Sophomore year. Through, no, it was my junior year, halfway through my junior year. I got kicked at or yeah, booted. Yeah, asked to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it was great though because the principal at the time was still my neighbor. <laughs> and i still liked him so occasionally when i would skip class at the public school i would go back to the to the catholic school and go hang out with the principal cuz he always had m&ms in his office <laughs> and he'd be like he'd he'd come in and be like what are you what are you doing here and i was like he's like you don't even go here <laughs> he's like you know i have to call the other principal I'm like, do you do you though <laughs> do you have an obligation
0: to him yeah it was you little, guys are private this is a bad. little bit of a hooligan Uh, I'm just pulling up the, my my phone, I need to change my settings on my phone. Oh, I'm on low battery mode, because I got one of those cheap chargers on Amazon that just stop working, you know? Um, It has to be just right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they have to... I hate that so much. I, Kim got out, went out and bought a, well, with working at Best Buy, she just bought a bunch of chargers for us. Oh, she's still working there, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, 20 OG, some years. Yeah, which is weird to call her an OG because I still remember some of the OGs from when I worked there oh, years yeah. ago. Oh yeah, so
0: they're all gone for the most part.
1: Yeah, they they ran them out a few years back when they were doing the whole, hey, let's be more corporate and you compete know compete with Amazon. Yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah. Amazon was killing them.
1: Well, and and you know, given our current world situation, like the retail game had to change in general mm-hmm. and so uh, I think for the most part considering where they were and what the world is now they've done a good job adapting to yeah being the Amazon of you know where you can go and touch things and go and see the thing and
0: yeah because there's certain things like when you buy a
1: TV man you don't really want yeah. most
0: people don't want to buy one online they want to see what the picture exactly. looks like and exactly exactly and
1: then you then you may go online and be like oh i can find this cheaper but then by the time you get shipping and the time frame of getting the item it's like well you know what i'll just buy it here while i'm at best buy
0: and get it right now yeah
1: exactly yeah
0: because people are impatient so they want it now yep i'm like that oh
1: absolutely yeah
0: the quicker the shipping the better (laughs) um but yeah the I've been talking about this with all the comedians and you wanted to talk about it as well. And I love talking about it and just the, I don't know. Did you do comedy when you didn't do comedy until you got here though, right?
1: No, I, when I started comedy, um, well, before I got into it, like when I was in that small town, I had this assumption that comedians were all geniuses. Oh, okay. That because they looked at some, they looked at the world in a, the thing that we see every day and they saw it in a different way. I thought that was genius. Yeah. Now that I've worked in comedy for a while, I know that it's definitely not true. Yeah. But we all have something unique in us that makes us see the world differently. And that's where where the humor comes from, is kind of that surprise. But uh, I'd been out here for a couple of years. I'd done a couple of different things entertainment-wise. I'd been in the professional wrestling world here locally for a while. Oh, cool. Um, But I just... uh, the the idea to do comedy came from a delusion of grandeur late at night where I was like, I've always wanted to try it. And I know a lot of people. Maybe I could just get them to come to a show. And then I'm like, well, what if I made a show? You know, if I'm going to do something, maybe I should do a fundraiser, you know, do something for somebody else. Yeah. And then this whole idea was born for a, a show called Comedy for a Cause, took a bunch of first time comedians as well as two or three people that had performed before and threw them on stage and said, Hey, let's see what happens. And we raised a bunch of money for the juvenile diabetes research foundation. Nice. And then, but I, I was the host and I also tried to do a 10 minute set for my first time.
0: (laughs) What that is ridiculous. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I can barely
0: do 10 minutes. I've been doing it for a year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. One of the people I, I called, though, was Brandon Gale. And I'm like, dude, you've always been funny when we hang out. Have you ever thought about doing it on stage? He goes up and he kills for 10 minutes. I've seen a couple of people time. do
0: that, man. What's, uh, why can I not remember his name? The dude that works for the radio station.
1: Oh, Trevor. Trevor. I, yeah, Trevor Goodall. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I've seen him perform, or if I did, I didn't know he's who only he performed was.
0: a couple times, and he kills every time.
1: Like Amber, uh, I think it's
0: maybe because he's like already in entertainment. Maybe I'm sure that, that helps. helps. I'm sure that helps, but, but like still
1: Amber. Amber is, is another never one. done anything. You and know, she in gets so scared before every show. It's so funny. It's so adorable. Like, yeah, and
0: then she just goes up. It's
1: there and like, kills. lady, you're gonna kill. Yeah, you know that. And She's like, no, no. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, love her. But, uh, so that's, yeah, that's how I got started. Sorry, Trevor, I forgot
0: your name for a second. I literally just met you like a few months ago. I'm terrible (laughs) with names. I'm so bad.
1: I've heard that. I don't know if you have, but I have ADD and I've heard that's an ADD thing. Oh yeah. I've been, uh, they pretty much almost diagnosed
0: me with everything that ends with a D (laughs) (laughs) at this point. (laughs) They're just like, Hey, uh, you just
1: fit all the, all the criteria. If you've got I I have a joke where I find out, where I just talk about how I discovered that I had ADD. And it was my mom telling me like only a couple of years ago, like three or four years ago, that she's like, well, do you ever talk to your doctor about your ADD? And I'm like, I don't have ADD. And she's like, you have ADD. And you're like, what? I don't have ADD. (laughs) I've never had ADD. And she goes, yeah, you were, we had you on medicine for it for a while and you just you we, you didn't like the medicine so you quit taking it yeah. so we just never got you more treatment and i'm like really she goes you probably forgot cuz you have add <laughs> true story
0: my psychiatrist just recently not over, i've only been seeing this psychiatrist for a couple of years now but she's the first one that's brought it up and i was like that kind of makes sense yeah
1: i so many of the things that that i just thought made me weird turns out <laughs> Hey, you got ADD. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard for
0: me to focus on things and stay on task and
1: well, yeah, like odd things though like not being able to remember names or yeah. um rejection sensitivity syndrome and oh, all God. that stuff goes along with ADD and it's it's it, it's not just the focus things that we all thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah that's it's kind
0: of... it's kind of like with OCD where everybody just thinks that since yeah. I have OCD, I'm a neat freak. Yeah. No, come yeah. to my house, dude. Yeah. I'm not. Or the like,
1: threats people just cuss all the time or... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Um, Or depre- people that are depressed are just... Sad. Sad. All the time. All the time. Nah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> My love- depression's weird. Like, mine is like, uh, it takes me... It's consistently like every morning. Like, I, I go from like starting out in the day, like not super depressed, but just like mildly depressed... Mm. And then it progressively gets better. As long as I stay active and I'm doing something and don't, like, lay in bed all day.
1: Yeah, kind of, you have to get yourself a motive. Once I get of... out of
0: bed and start doing something, then yep, I'm... that motivation yeah, kind of keeps I, you... Yeah, then it starts to get better. And, uh, but if I, yeah
1: that that's it i'd never heard heard of it in that context but that's that's
0: that's how it works with me yeah no
1: no that's but well and like you said everything's unique in this this kind of depression and some people have
0: seasonal and i have the seasonal stuff too where it's worse like for some reason fall like everybody's like fall the leaves changing like fall my brain changes
1: yeah i get um it is fall um right around september early october um I tend to have meltdowns and just do, like, quit things or do things or smash things. And it was weird because I noticed it through Facebook where they have the memories. And it was like, wait a second. I'm starting to see a pattern. Every every September, I'm starting to, like, destroy the world I live in. And it's like, hey, I got to quit doing that.
0: Self-sabotage. Love yeah. it. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, fall's been always weird for me. I don't know why.
1: But I other than that i love the fall like i i actually the-
0: like yeah i don't
1: mind it like uh, i love the weather i love yeah. you know i love hoodie season. Yeah, hoodie season i love uh bonfire season bonfires i love the uh the color changing the yeah. leaves i love halloween so everything about
0: yeah i should like all of the- i should be in a great mood but i'm not <laughs> that's the thing yeah. about depression it's like yeah everything around you could be yep. awesome and you're just like yep. nope what your brain you- just
1: like nah what do you have to be depressed about <laughs> uh, Wish I wish Daddy's I could eating. tell you, because
0: <laughs> I don't really know. So,
1: yeah, i I've got a lot of great things going on. Life sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, uh, yeah, getting when you get when you're like right now. Like, I'm not depressed right now, but I'm not like in a like a su- super great space. I'm yeah. like I'm like I'm like at a, probably like a
1: six or a seven out okay. of ten, which I'm- is not bad. Yeah, I'm with you there, though, because, like, I I have struggled this week to do comedy, to get into the headspace needed. Like, I can be in a bad mood and still go do comedy yeah. and do well. Um, it takes a little more work. I talked
0: to somebody the other day, and I was like, oh, why are you on the open mic? She's like, I've just had a really bad week, and yeah. I'm just like, I get it. But also, like, for me, it's like, that's when I want to do it. Yep,
1: that's where, where I...
0: I push myself to do it. But everybody's different, I get it.
1: Yeah, like, Thursday, I, I had... Very little uh well in Wednesday too at, at Renwick, like it was kind of funny because I had like a mini panic attack like right before I went on stage oh not not about performing, not about performing it was just that... my body started doing it, and it was like' cause I couldn't get I couldn't get to the headspace I needed to to be funny mm. I thought at least this is where it started, and a lot of stuff you know with with what current events going on, just yeah, not really did. not really feeling like man. I can be funny right now. And and granted, I can like I said, I can be in a bad mood and go do comedy, but it's just a different headspace this week. And so when I couldn't hit the headspace and I went up and I started doing jokes and it wasn't hitting, I'm like, see, you weren't in the right headspace. So then I like I got hot, super flop sweat, just and then I got mad at myself for not being able to control the spiral. And I'm like, so then I was talking to Leslie later. She's like, yeah, she looks like, she's like, you look like you got hot and then you got angry. And I'm like, that's exactly what I happened. Lastly, our comedy mom and life coach. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, more often than not, I end up, it's her and I in like a corner, like trying to wrangle the comedians or or like see which ones need the most help. and And like, she, she's kind of the, the mom and I'm like the weird uncle and so, you and James. Yeah. Have to keep like guys like Mike from drinking too much, or <laughs> yeah, you know, guys like JT. For like, you can't believe how many bars I've gone behind JT and apologized to the bartender about him asking for root beer and then him being disappointed when they don't have it, <laughs> or when he does drink and he drinks these weird drinks, and then he's like, Do you know how to make a slamming screwdriver upside down cake? Yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah, just ridiculous requests, and they're like, no, we have vodka and and Captain Morgan. What do you want? Yeah, like, like, this is not that type of bar. Exactly. So I walk up behind him, and I'm like, I'm sorry. He just likes certain drinks.
0: Yeah, when people get weird and rude with the bartender since I've been a bartender, I'm just like, Oh (laughs) I just get so yeah, it's an extra frustration for
1: me. I'm just like, damn, I, I know what that's like. But I'm sure more of, I'm sure it has more to do with my own awkwardness than his when I do that. But it's just... yeah, because he's not a bad guy. Like, no. there's there's he's, definitely he's never been rude to somebody no. for not having root beer or not being able to make a screwdriver slam an upside down pineapple Taco Bell cake. Yeah, or whatever
0: he comes up with yeah. in his head. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's not even a real drink that he's never even had before. <laughs> he's just—he's such a lightweight too, though. That's the funny part about it. Is he like? It's very quickly. He's just like, oh, JT's pretty drunk, and that did not take long at all.
1: One time, and
0: because and, he started late. I mean, I, I yeah. he,
1: he seems like a guy who didn't drink in high school at all. He he's been riding with us uh, regularly now for. Almost the last year and to Dubuque to be, Dubuque, and just we've been hitting the roads together okay. like, like me, him. I Dray need to go to Peoria Monday. and
0: Cedar Rapids. I heard Cedar Rapids has a new place now.
1: Uh, Thu is has closed and it's now Lucky Cat, uh, mm-hmm. comedy and event space. Haley, uh, bartender owner, uh, she's absolutely fantastic about supporting comedy and. We've gone up there to when it was through still the brewery, yeah, and a couple of times they've been doing a mic for about a year, and it's a really nice room like it's a lot of supportive people that are there to see comedy it's i i I equate it to like a coffee house, but with beer, okay, and it was a real nice environment, and I don't know anything about the brewing game and if it was something where it wasn't working or whatnot, but or it's a they, tough
0: cutthroat industry now there's so many yeah. there's so much competition
1: and i don't know if 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 it was sales because it seemed like they always had good sales i i don't want to i don't know who knows it. but because they support comedy they went more of a comedy direction I absolutely love it i'm excited I they're having a soft opening tonight i wish i could get there tonight but mm. it's one of those things where it's like oh, i got some other plans i think
0: yeah i'm kind of the same way i i feel like the next mic i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be able to get to a mic for a little while i'm gonna have a gap there and it bothers me
1: no i i i understand that it's it's one of those things like i'm gonna lose it yeah you're gonna lose your momentum and yeah i know i was talking to brian farrell the other day about you know he was like i need to get better and i'm like the only way you're gonna get better at this stage is repetition it's just like working out or a sport you have to practice so you have to get to more mics and I was yep. like, but you have to make a decision. Is this something you want to pursue or is this a hobby? Mm-hmm. And pursue doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to go be famous. Like a draw it, Yep. <laughs> it, it just means I want to get better at this in some capacity. Yeah, that's how I am. And so it's like you got to hit the repetition. You, you have hit to. I've been hitting it hard pretty like, consistently for the last co- at least couple months. Like John L., I would say, is more of a he just likes to do it so he's not necessarily pursuing I'm trying to think of who that is He's the sound guy at the speakeasy uh looks like white snoop dog uh
0: well the last time i was at the speakeasy it was not him doing the sound it was um johnny tuesday
1: yeah johnny tuesday is johnny i'm sorry okay johnny, i don't know him as yeah so so he had a profile that was his real name on facebook okay um and Yeah, because I've
0: seen him go I've only seen him go up randomly. He is yeah, funny. Yeah, exactly. It's and, hilarious. But
1: you know, it's he not, just likes doing it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nothing that he has to get better at or, you know, he's he's pursuing. He he's just, just enjoys, messing around. Yep, yeah. Goes up there and enjoys what yeah. he does and 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 that's abs like I don't neither one are better than the other. i like I don't want to say that. It's just you have to decide which direction with comedy you want to go. Is it a hobby or is it something you want to pursue? Yeah, and and Brian's like, well, I really want to pursue it, and I'm like, well, then you got to hit the. the you have to hit more mics, yeah. And, and I say this as a guy who's been doing it as long as I have, and I'm still getting better because I'm hitting more mics, I'm hitting more shows, hitting you know, I'm getting out there, the, throwing more shit at the wall and exactly sticks. So, and and that helps, like with you, you were talking about earlier, your stage presence. You know, watching yourself on stage, knowing what your ticks are, knowing what your quirks are. Yep. Yeah. I, I have a hand thing. Hold the mic, and then I have to do something with this hand all the time. Oh, uh, okay. That's my uh, my biggest... I don't know if that's a bad thing, though. It isn't, but I don't... I, I And I do that in my real life where I talk with my hands, too. Yeah. And so it's going to come across, but sometimes I think it takes away from the joke as far as... If it's just, too much. Yep, yep. You know, the same reason like why they say, say you don't wear shorts on stage or you don't... I did hear that recently. I never oh, had you know, heard that. It's all about... Trying to hold the audience's attention, yeah. And if you go, you no, know I'm looking like, at your white legs. Exactly. Like you, if, the more things you have breaking up the lines, the more distracted you can be. That's why you saw a lot of the old time comedians wearing the suit with a plain, you know, tie you know real kind of a, a stoic look where so it was all the focus was on their words mm-hmm. um some people are stricter about it than others um i've gone up on stage sandals you know myself and yeah. todd will yell at you if if he's around but <laughs> that's he's usually the only one which todd todd uh wilhite okay yeah todd i've only met todd a couple that todd a couple times yeah yeah. Every every time we'd have a mic in the warmer months, he'd find somebody that was wearing sandals or or wearing uh, shorts shorts and just yell at them. <laughs> Usually Josh Anderson. Leslie
0: said something about it, uh, the speakeasy, and mm-hmm. I was like, I've never heard of that. or thought about it. I'm like,
1: it's a it's a weird kind of old timey unwritten rule. Um, I try. It makes sense. Though. I try not to wear too much in my shirts, like too many graphics. Yeah, um,
0: distractions. Yeah,
1: yeah. but. That's, you know, also too. I'm I'm way more about practicality Snippicky. than. So if I only have a clean shirt that's got a logo on it, it's going up that's, on stage. That's with me. what I'm wearing. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> me and laundry have never gotten
0: along. So. Yeah, if, as long as I have something clean to wear, I'm wearing it. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, the little yeah, noticing the little things, and yeah, the reason why some people yeah, some people are a little bit more committed than others and you know what's their reason behind it mm-hmm. some people just do it like as like a, a lot of well a lot of us do it because you know we get something out of it of course for sure and uh some of us you know really want to pursue it i'm kind of in between i i want to pursue it uh and i want to my thing is yeah just getting better yeah it's like a, a thing Like i know like i can continuously get better and uh yeah i've noticed like little things are like when you were talking about um, how it was, you know it was a rough week with the another yeah. another school shooting, obviously that's tough to really. You want to talk about it in a way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't want to joke about it. Yeah. I, I definitely didn't want to joke about it, but I was like, everyone's thinking about this, yes. Yes. so it that's why crazy. I was like, can we just, can we just put the whole country in rice? Can yeah. we just restart this? <laughs> and I was like, this seems like a good opener, like because everybody's thinking about it.
1: I love that uh, it started out. I love that Tuesday night at the saddle, Austin's mom texted him and said, Hey, please don't do your school shooting jokes tonight. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) The fact that his mom knows that he's (laughs) the school shooting comic. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, ah.
0: And some people are like, That's never funny. And I was like, "Eh,
1: Well, uh, so on Thursday, um, there was one comic who did a bunch about school shootings and walked a bunch of the crowd because they, there were a lot of teachers in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Did not go well. Um, but Yeah, there's certain things I will not touch. Yeah. Austin went up there and he did the thing as far as he knew that people were expecting it of him. Yeah. Because so- he's... That's his Yeah, his dark comedy. He's yeah, very Anthony jezelnick Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, he kind of, he addressed it. He goes, "Everybody expects me to make a school shooting joke because that's kind of my bread and butter." But after you know the most recent events, he's like, "I don't even," I, and I don't remember the punchline to his joke, but it was one of those ones that I thought he did really well with with mitigating. Like, he's like, kind of like you said, somebody's got to talk about it but let's try not to exploit the tragedy of it exactly for the humor yeah and i thought he did a really good job with that he made himself the bad guy in the joke like he does
0: yeah and it
1: it, it worked it was enough it was enough but not too much yeah
0: yeah yeah it was like i know people are all thinking about this obviously people are going to be thinking about it for a while uh Hopefully long enough for something actually happens, but we'll <laughs> we will not get into that. It does um, it does feel a little different this time as it far does. as
1: as far as the energy of people saying, you know, enough is enough. We're like, just
0: like, we're so sick of this. We
1: we had to have two sandy hooks before we got to this place, but Yeah. Ugh.
0: It's so frustrating. But um Yeah, we'll stay away from that. Yeah, one. we'll stay away from that one just because it's like I could talk about that for a long time. Yeah. Um Oh yeah, you said you. I, I kind of wanted you to elaborate the, on this, but you said let's let's talk about the relationship between space and time. Or are we on the flip side? So elaborate on that for me.
1: <laughs> I I love when you're like give me topics. I'm like I'm gonna give you the widest array of topics. Let's we do can. it. So this is a theory that uh, John L. and I, Johnny Tuesday, and I came okay. up with a while back.
0: Johnny Tuesday and his theories are yes, great. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: So we um developed a new theory for the relationship between how space and time interact. And it basically comes down to a Mobius strip. So you got two sides to a Mobius strip and where they converge is the Big Bang. So from that point, the universe and time keep expanding until they reach their maximum point where they will all then withdraw back into each other where it implodes upon each on itself, creating yet another big bang. Mm. So the strip, the strip grows as it circles and twists, comes back together. So we're on one side of this strip. Some sort of, this is all the theory, some sort of event happened that caused such a cataclysmic reaction that we flipped to the other side. We are now on the wrong side of the strip. Through our theorizing, we discovered that this, the most likely event would have been when they turned on the Large Hadron Collider the uh, over in, in Switzerland. It's uh, where they discovered the God particle. It's this giant loop where they Create or they're able to see uh, events on on such a microscopic scale, but we theorize when they turn that on, that created some sort of wave, and boom! Now we're on the wrong side of the the Mobius strip, and that's why everything's so fucking weird now. Everything's so weird. It that seems like it seems like it's the exact same world, but everything's weird now. Yeah. No, obviously this is just two guys that are stone talking. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, if you if you Sit there and try to connect the dots enough. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> an interesting theory.
1: Yeah, I am like... sure. I'm sure there's science people out there just pissed off right now, poking holes in this theory. Like, no, no. that couldn't be. That couldn't be because yeah. of this. And they're talking in math. Yeah. I'm over here talking in stoner talk. Yeah, you're just <laughs> like, this adds up. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're, we're. Uh, we were talking about the uh, string theory. Everything is waves of energy, and the wave. You know, when you when you shoot a wave out, it becomes slower over time, but larger. Mm-hmm. And that's why things seem like they keep getting weirder, but no one notices. Yeah, it just the waves keep getting bigger. We elect Donald Trump president. You know, things just keep getting yeah, weirder. Yeah,
0: just weird. <laughs> I can. I can only imagine. I am so like I'm looking forward to and dreading at the same time what's gonna happen with this neck with the next election and who's gonna run
1: and it's just gonna be an it's probably gonna I I don't think Donald's gonna run again. I hope not. I think all of this fundraising and everything that he's doing now is the ultimate grift. He's he, just trolling. Yep, just trying to get them get as much money out of out of everything that he can pull money from. Obviously, I know PACs and stuff can't give money directly to him, yeah, but he can give it to somebody else, but he can get he he can get money out of this whole deal, yeah, so I think he's just gonna raise election funds for himself, and poof. not poof, but there'll yeah. still be a thorn on our sides, but yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: fucking, it's just like I'm just sick of the old guys, man, can we just oh, <laughs> that's the biggest thing it does it's like these dudes in a regular profession, would be retired.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We keep saying that 80-year-olds that and 70-year-old men are not capable of driving, not capable of flying planes, not capable of making competent business decisions. Let's elect them. <laughs> yeah, let's have them run the country. And what? Chuck
0: Grassley is 90 years old. 90 years old.
1: I'm going to my grandpa's 90th birthday party in a couple weeks. He's from out where you're from. Yeah. 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 Oh, and believe me, they love them some Chuck Grassley. Oh, God. They love them some. Fuck, they even love them some Steve King. Remember that guy? That guy's a nightmare. Exactly. They love the shit out of him out there. (laughs) He's openly racist. Yeah. They're out there just going, like, yeah, what's wrong with that? We are too. Yeah. What? No, that's not what you're supposed no, to say. No, no, <laughs> he's gonna stop all those problems. No, no, no he's not. He's gonna make them worse.
0: Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Term limits. That's that's that's. Uh, where...
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't well, know. I haven't talked to anyone where where I've brought up term limits, and they've said no, no, no. That's a bad. Well, that's idea. just
1: it, though. The, nobody is against term limits. Nobody. other than the people that make the decisions on term limits. Yep. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Because we keep electing them to make term limits or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Ah, man. Um, oh, you said maybe hit on thoughts on the afterlife. Oh, that's always fun. Uh, (laughs) I, I really like the idea of reincarnation. I don't know if, obviously I don't know if any of this is true, of course, but, uh, you know, reincarnating as something else, like whether it's an animal or a different you know, different per- person, person, yeah. a different yeah. version of me.
1: I've, I've, you know, you you hear the stories about someone. There was one in our family where someone was sitting on a, on another person's lap, and they looked up at the person and like, "I remember when you used to sit on my lap," and it was like, "What?" You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, where you hear stuff. You know, and I, and I would love for that to be true, and yeah, and I wish it was. I don't know. I I can't believe that. Yeah. You know what I mean? A tough but, one. but I would I love the thought of it. Um uh, my personal beliefs are kind of um, you know, we 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 all have energy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some there has there is some sort of life force within us that, you know, while we're alive, we're more than just pumping blood and brains and, and whatnot. Yeah. I don't think it's a soul. I don't think it's something that goes to heaven or hell. I think it's just an energy that then, you know, like the theory goes, you know, energy can't be created or destroyed. I think it just goes back out into the universe of energy. And maybe some of that energy that was unique to that person, sometimes you might feel from time to time. But I don't think there's things like ghosts or, or... those types of things running around, I think you know when you. Chris lifting gonna have I know. I, I, it's <laughs> one. Of, it's one of those things where I want to believe in ghosts. Oh yeah, but I just don't.
0: And I want to believe in some type of cool afterlife and.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's tough. I think though. our I think like, our energy just gets returned to the universe, and and then you know when a new energy is born, or not born, but when a new entity is born, new life is born some of that energy gets transferred into that and it keeps getting recycled over and over again. And so that's why you may have some of these things where you feel a person that you you knew or whether that area where a certain place or an item has a certain type of energy because maybe that part of, part of that energy hung on there or not that it's, you know, conscious energy deciding where to go, but it's just it's attractions. Yeah,
0: because and- my uh, my my grandpa passed away about a year ago and my uncle <laughs> is just like uh because i was talking about it because my 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 grandpa was was a funny guy very dry mm-hmm. sense of humor mm-hmm. and uh i've been trying to think of a good joke to implement my grandpa because he just had so many funny things to say um some of them were a little bit too offensive so well, I can't really, you, you
1: know grandpa's <laughs> did that yeah <though. laughs> it was a different time yeah that yeah there's no filter it was funny because uh zach and i were hanging out the other day and We were talking about our first sets and he's like, do you have it? And I'm like, well, I didn't record it, but I do have it written down. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, let's hear some of it. And he was showing me some of his or telling me some of his. And I was like. I can't say this anymore. Yeah. Some of it was just a different time period. Like it wasn't that it was necessarily offensive, but it was the way I said it or the intention behind it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, ooh, you know, that's not, you know, where. I don't even I can't even give an example right now. I can't think of one, but it was one of those things where it's like, well, was it wasn't necessarily that I intended to be, you know, racist or homophobic or, yeah. or but it was just it was acceptable to say things in a certain way twelve years ago.
0: Yeah, it was all about just the yeah, laugh, Zach, really. Zach
1: was, you know, getting started, you know, just a couple of years ago, and it's like the world has changed since then, but not
0: as much as social norms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But my uncle has been telling me, uh, because I was talking to him about it, and he's like He's like you want to get some material just follow me around for a week I feel like I'm turning into the guy and he's like dude he's like it's he's like it's scary to him like <laughs> yeah i've been it's like I, that energy has gone to him yeah
1: yeah i although i that is a natural progression though too i think where you know, you, you, learn, you kinda turn into your you learn from your role models. Yeah. And and if your role model I notice things that I do that are, are like my dad. Yeah, for it's sure. It's certain there's certain things where I'm like, Oh hell that. <laughs> I learned from uh I learned from one of those uh commercials the other day about turning into your parents, uh the insurance the insur- yeah. they're great. And and yeah. I didn't. Re- I thought I was becoming a better, more positive person, where like I would stop managers in stores and compliment an employee. I didn't realize that was just an old man trait. <laughs> I thought I was getting better as a human. You and- thought people didn't do that? <laughs> no, yeah. I thought that was just me being a positive dude. No. Now I'm like, oh, now I'm just cheesy as fuck. Now I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I, something I get joy out of in complimenting people, I can't do. It's like, what do I do now? Yeah.
0: Still do it, I would. Yeah. That's the thing is uh, leaving positive reviews for companies and stuff like that. That's the one thing I've thought about and I don't do Mm. and I need to do it more. It's Uh, like, you know, like when I have a good experience at a restaurant or, you know, at a store, a local place, like leaving a good review because it seems like everyone that wants to leave a review is even me. I'm like, I'm pissed
1: off. I want to leave a review. And I try to. Keep a positive balance on that side where if I ever have anything negative that I feel like I need to say about a business or something, I will make sure that I go out of my way to compliment other businesses or make sure I leave positive reviews to – I hate to say compensate because I'm not doing – like I, I know that I leave more positive reviews anyway than I do negative ones. Mm. Anytime I have an exceptional service, I go right to, you know, but I need to get into the habit. I need to make sure. Yeah. I need to make sure I'm on the positive side of that balance. Like when I had an incident over at a restaurant over in Moline where they screwed up everything and were just rude about it. Not cool about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's one thing to screw things up. Just own it. Yeah.
1: During COVID, we were still, you know, getting lunches for our employees and stuff, but we were trying to not have during COVID it's like it's over but yeah but during During the the height height of COVID COVID, we didn't want people having to grab from the same trays and stuff we wanted to have individual dinners they made a taco bar instead and it was like that was the exact opposite of what we were trying to do yeah we can't we weren't really trying to do that we weren't trying to be all in each other's foods and having a you know then you get the lines that form and yeah no fun terrible idea
0: in the height of COVID. I missed buffets. Yeah. <laughs> I have
1: it. I except for I, that
0: there's not really not any great buffets no. anymore.
1: Like I keep, I do want to. Uh, well, except
0: for the pizza ones. Like
1: Happy Joe's has a solid buffet. Quad City Pizza Company used to do theirs more often than oh. they do. But now, but when they do them, they are good because they have like chicken and stuff as yeah. well. And, and their pizza's good. Hell so. yeah. I've never eaten that. I recommend
0: that one. Okay. And then another one was, uh, oh, I miss Godfathers, man. Oh,
1: Godfather. See, my hometown had a Godfather's. Like, it was the place. My grandparents ate there every Thursday.
0: Oh, yeah. I used to go there after baseball
1: games, after Little League games. That was our thing. Uh, Draper used to work for Godfathers. That is awesome. In fact, I think I met him long before I did comedy or even he did comedy. What did he do there? He was a cook. I, th- I believe used to cook there. I might be wrong now, but I dated a girl that worked for Godfathers, and I would occasionally go in and visit her. Or yeah, get, yeah, You know, do things with her. Get free pizza. Yeah. Very rarely. Whoa. Very rarely did we ever. I don't know. It might have been a thing where she was just sick of it at the time. You know, like where you know. Yeah, when, you get.
0: I, when I worked at Jimmy John's, I got sick of it. There
1: was a, they. And I loved some of their old pizza stories where they would. Uh, for the buffet, they would make a pizza called "Everything Green," where they would just put all the green things from the from the tray of ingredients onto a pizza. Or they had one called "Find the Pepper," where they'd have one spot in the pizza that was all hot peppers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't put them out like that. They would just put them. They didn't just have labels out. on there. Yeah, yeah. So, That's
0: great. Wise Guys has a good one too, and they moved, but I haven't been. I haven't been to the new Wise Guys. I
1: guess but. the new one's closing. <sighs> That's rough. Like something about they got an opportunity to sell the business or sell the building or something like that and it was one of Cuz it's in a
0: strip mall so
1: it's something about where where it was just a better opportunity for them. Hmm. I was like, "Wow." And the
0: old one turned into a Wendy, Wendy's like overnight. I all of a sudden I drove out there I was like, "Oh, it's a Wendy's yeah, now."
1: It it they still got the old Wendy's still just sitting on the street like
0: next to the vacant to IHOP, the,
1: which I didn't realize was vacant until like yeah. a while I hadn't ago. gone I hadn't gone there. I, yeah.
0: It was never good.
1: It was. It was well, very it was okay, on, and it was on top of the fact that it was such a place where you couldn't get in and out of very easily. That area
0: is awful. Yeah,
1: I believe that uh, Panera breads are all put on corners that are difficult to get in and out of, just on purpose. I don't. I think it's a business thing where they're like, huh, If you can't leave, you have to buy more." Mm. I. That's it, yeah. a bogus theory. Yeah. Yes, but if you think about all the all the Paneras around here, they're harder than shit to get in and out of. Oh yeah.
0: That is true. It's a good point.
1: And I also think it's overrated. But. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like when uh Walgreens and CBS had a not an agreement, but when one would buy a corner, yeah, the don't other one would buy, buy the other, other corner. corner. It's so weird. Like and then the the these uh oh, these land companies caught onto it. So when one would buy, they would jack up the price on the other one. Mm. Well played. I mean, in all fairness, I, I actually
0: respect it because they have the money anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. If if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna extort or price gouge someone, price gouge the bad guys. Yeah, you know, exactly. Price gouge the corporations that can afford it. Yeah, exactly. Oh
0: man, <laughs> I hate that I go to Walgreens, but I do. I I, I either go to one or the other though. Yeah, and I'm I, I've always been a Walgreens person
1: for some reason. I more often we'll go to Walgreens um but well we have the CVS on the corner of yeah exactly so you can walk there we can walk there but it, there's something of, i i appreciate Walgreens uh getting rid of the, or not Walgreens CVS getting rid of the cigarettes yeah i respect that that was you know they knew they were going to lose a ton of business but they went full in with with quitting smoking yeah. and they had all the Nicorettes and stuff in place of the of the cigarettes but i them and like target did it i think yeah, uh, yeah speaking of which target i don't know if it's always been but i just found out uh they are super supportive of lgbtq oh i knew that and they have a section for them in in and the section for like uh gender neutral clothing as well like i didn't know that such a and i don't know if it's all the time or if it's just during you know the pride and summer months mm-hmm. but uh Super, you know, like there's a lot of companies that fake their support for that. Oh yeah, but Target, no, no, Target's
0: all in. Target's been they've been all in for a while. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Like I'm starting to respect them more and more as a business.
0: Yeah, even though they're a little more pricey. But you know, it's the thing. That's the thing is like I I would I I will pay for that convenience or that uh, that courtesy. Yeah, knowing that the moral compass is not in a bad place. Yeah. Uh Yeah, and I'm starting to get that way. That's how I feel about, like, I don't really go to Walmart, like, ever. I don't buy my groceries at Walmart. I go to Hy-Vee. I know it's more expensive, but I know I'm at least...
1: Supporting something kind of local.
0: Yeah, it's remotely local. You yeah. Know?
1: I can get behind that. I I don't do any of the shopping.
0: I need to go to Aldi more, though. Aldi's the
1: shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Aldi
0: it, treats their employees pretty well, too.
1: That's what I've heard. Um, Kim does all of our shopping and... Her and her mom have, like, a routine where they hit, like, all the stores. I don't know what comes from what stores exactly, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where it's, like, they they know what's cheaper. They know what's better quality wear, and so they just do a whole weekend yeah. route or a Saturday route of all the stores. And yeah. yeah. all these is on there, and I know Walmart's on there because there's just certain things certain they can't things. get other places. Yeah, there. I get it, yeah.
0: But I don't, I, like, avoid Walmart. I don't never go to Walmart. I go to Walmart sometimes.
1: But no, but I, I yeah, I try not to yeah, if I, I don't have to. Yeah, it's
0: just I just feel gross. Yeah when I go there. Uh I love Costco though. I am all about Costco as a company, as a store, everything. They do everything
1: very well. I have not been to Costco. Again, I don't do a lot of the shopping yeah. though, but um just not something i've gotten to uh but yeah i have heard nothing but good things i did a
0: report on them in college i think i've talked about this on the podcast before uh my ex-girlfriend thought i was just weirdly obsessed with costco which i am but in a business way yeah uh they treat their employees really well you can make like 25 dollars an hour as a cashier like that's a pretty quickly
1: yeah that's a solid uh yeah you
0: can live and you know have a decent life working there uh the ceo uh i think his salary it probably increased since i did this report because the report was like 10 years ago but he only took a salary of like two hundred fifty thousand, like because he knows like that's still a good amount of money
1: yeah Yeah. that's just that's just like people that get jeff bezos money like number one you i
0: hate that i use amazon but i oh it's too
1: convenient it's
0: uh, he got me.
1: Yeah. But it, it's one of those Same things with the Apple. where I got my ass. Where, with as much money as he has, like, that's stupid money. I love
0: how his ex wife was just like, I'm just going to give so much money away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But him, him, you know, like when they talk about, uh, oh, it costs this much to do this, and they do the rice example when, with his money and his money. When they pull out the rice grains, it's like three rice grains, and it's like out of a mountain of rice. And it's like, this guy could be solving world problems mm-hmm. if he wanted to.
0: If he wanted to, yep. But it's insane. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh,
1: or Elon Musk goes and buys Twitter for the same amount to end human human poverty as far as uh, yeah. food, food, food inequality.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Elon's a tough one for me because it's like, I feel like in a sense, like he's not completely like evil, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I mean, it's a gray area for me.
1: I, I, I think Bill Burr talks about it with Steve jobs. When he talks about Steve jobs, didn't invent the iPad or the, I, I, what the, the
0: first thing was the, iPod. Uh, the iPod, iPod.
1: Steve jobs didn't invite, invent that. Steve jobs goes to his really smart scientist guys and says, I want a thousand f- songs on, my f- on this little device. I want this device to connect to the internet and be able to. I think to get he came access. up
0: with the idea of how it looked, and that's for it. For sure. Yeah. For
1: sure. But there's a bunch of scientists behind the And he behind, was tripping on acid. Well, and there's a bunch of scientists behind the scenes going, this motherfucker wants us to do what? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, those are the guys. Like, same thing with Elon Musk. Like, he comes up with some great ideas. But it's his team behind the scenes that are really making the shit work. Like, he doesn't know how his rockets get to space. No. He just knows he gets to ride on a ride for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that is alarming. The fact that the two Ridges guys want to go, want to leave this planet. It's a red flag. Well. A little bit.
1: I I think that, you know.
0: Or it's just a flex. I don't know.
1: it's, It's, I think... Ultimately, yeah, we are destroying our planet and they they think that leaving the planet and terraforming other planets is the solution where it's like, nah man, you could spend a lot less and just fix a goddamn planet. Yeah. But they don't want to. They want to do the cool thing or the adventure thing or yeah. you know, the, the flex thing or whatever it is. So yeah, right now I think they all think going to space is the cool thing and
0: no, I'm not I'm not leaving. I'm dying on this earth. I'm not leaving. No, there, yeah. No thanks. Yeah. I
1: don't need to go to Mars. And, I'm good. Yeah. I don't even like flying, man. No. Nah, no. Nah. I, I gave up. Well, I didn't give it up. Like, if I have to, I will fly. But it's one of those things, like, I'd just rather. Kim likes driving and I like getting high and riding a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> it works out. Yeah. I can just chill and zone out and be like, do, 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 do. And she's like, Listens to her music, rock hard, and yeah, that sounded way weird to too. But I'm all right with it. Yeah, I'm all right with it.
0: Can't say rock hard without laughing. Yeah, yeah.
1: We uh, we have uh, a our office. They talk a lot about like the unit, as far as well. We need to get the unit down there, and it's like I just giggle <laughs> every time. Every time. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot. You're <laughs> 44 years old, and you still giggle at Penis innuendos. Good job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We got a little bit of, I think we got a little bit of time left. Uh, Before we we wrap up here, though, uh, as far as, like, dealing with your, I like to talk about this with people who, especially that deal with depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of how you cope with it and what are your, what and obviously you've been dealing with it for a while, and also uh, what you've noticed from, because you quit drinking over a year ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what led up to that and what have you really noticed has changed with your mental health since then?
1: Um I know what so I guess the overall reason if I had to pick one like why I quit drinking Yeah, there's probably multiple. Yeah. The the biggest one being like I could fuck up when I was drunk and be like, "Oh, sorry, I was drunk." Yeah. And Escape and though. sadly, most people go with it. Yeah, because so many people are like, "Oh yeah, I can relate." Yeah, to that. yeah. like and, and and like if I smoke, it's weird pop, how acceptable it is. Yeah, if I smoke pot, I don't make those same bad decisions. Like, I can talk myself into some stupid shit when I'm drunk. Yeah, but when I'm so or when I'm you know high on weed or or you know sober, I don't do that. Yeah, and that was kind of ultimately the the thing that for me that was. The first time I really gave up drinking, it was because I made myself sick. Mm, uh, yeah. I got too drunk one night, puking and throwing, and uh, just destroying mm. my body. And I quit drinking for a couple of years that time. But it wasn't necessarily the same motivations where this time when I quit, it's like, you know what? You just need to make better decisions. And, and you don't make good decisions when you when you drink, so why don't you just knock that off? Yeah. and And I... I was one that never was good about the moderation thing with drinking. Like, if I was going to drink, I was going to drink till I was drunk. Yeah, and and, and there was a point. Otherwise, of pride what's in the it. point? Yeah, and like we used to, if we'd go to a NASCAR event, we'd get a, we'd have a competition to see who could get up first, to start drinking the earliest. Because mm. if you don't start drinking in the morning, you can't drink all day. Yeah, and it was like a point of pride. And it's like that's a really weird thing to be prideful about, like. Man, you can drink people under the table. It's like, yeah. yeah, you can drink 13 beers in a sitting. Yeah, that's expensive. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. so An expensive one. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, I was lucky that I didn't get to a point where I had done something yeah. to have to make that decision. Um, but I was glad that, you know, I was thankful that I was able to recognize that I just, my, my personality and body just with alcohol just are not... They don't get along well. They just want to do dumb stuff. And it's like you can do better. So it was a personal improvement more than anything. Yeah. Um,
0: so what have you noticed over have, the last year? The, it's been a little over a year, yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: It's it's weird because uh like we were just we rode up to Dubuque on Thursday with Jake, and Jake is Jake McDowell is also going through uh so doing yeah. his, trying trying sobriety out. Yeah. And one of the that's things, how I know that's how I know yeah, Jake, yeah. One of the things he he does is he has to sometimes just avoid the bars because Mm -hmm. yeah you know with comedy you can't go out and do comedy at a bar because that's where comedy is and i've been fortunate that i haven't had that temptation like that doesn't that's 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 not the thing that tempts me um the thing that tempts me is when i'm in more in small groups and they're all drinking it's like i feel left out yeah yeah Yeah. but when it's everybody's there it's like whatever you guys are all drunk idiots i'm okay yeah but i think there are more people that are not drinking these days and than we realize but
0: oh yeah it's getting it's kind of like a s- small movement yeah of some yeah. sort it's like you're realizing you're poisoning yourself right yeah
1: so i yeah. i've been fortunate all right i keep saying that. i i haven't noticed a, as much of a huge difference as i think i maybe should but at the same you've made less bad
0: decisions though. yes
1: yes i think overall i'm just able to maintain a better sense of mental health because i'm not diving into those things, you know, doing something and then feeling guilty about it afterwards or talking myself into something stupid and making mistakes and having to clean up a mess. Yeah. 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 I did a a joke the other night for the first time where I was talking about, um, when I used to drink the next day, my text messages were always full of me apologizing for my behavior from the night before. Mm. But now that I've quit drinking, my texts are all apologies for behavior from the night before, but it's just because I'm neurodivergent and weird as fuck. <laughs> so I'm not—I'm still apologizing because I'm weird. But you're, you're apologizing
0: gonna... to people who don't even think they need to be apologized yeah, or,
1: to, or people that don't hate me because I pooped on their couch or something. I've never done that, but yeah, you know, the kind of dumb stuff you would do when you're drunk. Where I haven't destroyed a relationship. It's cooler
0: to poop in beds, not. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Yeah.
1: laughs> Uh, I hate that whole situation. The whole thing
0: is awful. It, it's do I we, don't want to pick a side. I'm just like this is stupid.
1: I don't, are, I shouldn't care about any of this. These are two people that were were horrible to each other. Yeah, and and possibly are toxic people just in general, but they were at least toxic to each other. Oh yeah. I hope nobody wins. I hope, yeah. The uh, judge probably just like guys just go th- home. But the harm this is doing to men that have been abused, to mm-hmm. women that have been abused. it's It's a mess yeah that's the part that makes me sad is just like you know people that are really and they really suffered too i'm not saying they didn't but people that are out there suffering right now are having less of a chance of getting the help or getting better they're hesitant yes because of the fact that anything
0: that creates hesitation is frustrating to me yeah same yeah because yeah i've talked to many women uh I haven't talked to as many men about it. I want to because I know men have been obviously victims of of assault, uh, domestic assault, and domestic violence as well. But uh, with women, it's just like, yeah, this is why there's like so many examples of this is why I don't come forward because I don't have to deal with all this. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, if if nothing else, anybody that is looking to report abuse right now sees that they may have to go through a embarrassing trial trial or just being pulled through the mud of a public opinion. And that well, obviously
0: not raise a celebrity, so they won't be on that scale, but still.
1: Yeah. But you know, you, you, you have people you still have in your to life. Go to court yeah. You have people in that. your life that, you know, are going to make judgments because of it. And it's like, well, that's exactly what's not supposed to happen. Yeah. It's unfortunate.
0: Very unfortunate. Uh, well, let's try to end on a positive <laughs> yeah, note here. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: but I do hope that uh, through things like your podcast where you talk about mental health, I know that's been something that has quite probably contributed to this more positive scene we have in Quad City Comedy right now. I think more people are aware of their mental health and are getting the checks that they need. Um I hope everybody in, in our scene uh, understands how much, I, I know we touched on this a little bit, but, uh, the, the, the way the positivity is now, yeah, the camaraderie, the, if, if you're struggling with something, talk to somebody in, in the group because somebody has something similar experience or somebody knows somebody that can get you in oh, the yeah, right direction. Sure. Cause you know, just because there are things that are out there that are are scary and hard, there's there's people here that are willing to help walk you walk you through it. Yeah, and we all
0: like it's it's awesome. Like we all want to see each other do well and succeed, whether it's with comedy and just in life in general.
1: I like that. The other day, I don't know if you picked up where uh, Tim in you're in the because you're in the group chat. That's, yeah, weird group chat. Anyway, it's it's. But he was like, "Hey, everybody, bring your A game because uh, we're gonna be booking a couple of shows coming up, and we need to know who's good, who's got the A game." And I was like, "Hey." I'm just happy everybody here has passion and is and creativity to create new jokes. I don't need to compete with any of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know he wasn't trying to create a competition. Yeah, But it was just one of those things where I'm just happy that, you know, people are out there getting, being funny. People are out there getting to try it. Um,
0: and I feel like the, I mean, I've obviously only been coming around for a year, but I've been going to shows and stuff for many years. And, uh, that's the reason I finally decided, hey, I mean, I've been going to all these shows. I really like comedy. I might as well yeah. just go up there. And Well, that's basically what got me to do. it. He like, <laughs> he's it's like, dude, I see you at all these at, He's sh- good at that. I see you at all these shows. Like, when are you going to go up there? I'm like, ah, for a long time. I'm like, I'm not ready. I, I don't have enough material to an excuse. And then finally I was just like, you know, why not? Yeah. Uh, and I've loved it ever since. But, yeah, it's just the, the network of people and everyone's supportive and – um, it is, it's,
1: it's still sometimes, but weird. I feel
0: like it's not, hasn't always been like no, that. No, no. I, uh, I get the sense of that anyway.
1: Yeah. It definitely was a lot. I don't want to, I don't want to say more cutthroat cause I don't know that it was necessarily about, I feel like people. there was just less people. There was less people, but there was also like clicks maybe there were, there were clicks. It was just not, I think it was more about everybody thinking you know is is a comedian you have to have a little bit of an ego in the sense of you have to think you're funny enough to try it and some people let that ego go a little too far and i yeah. think that was kind of a thing where there were some big egos in the i past. wish i had like, more of an ego man oh well it, not, uh, not ego more of a, a confidence yeah, yeah no no i'm with you cuz i have i, I kind of sometimes think of myself as a self-loathing narcissist like, I am my own worst critic, oh, but yeah. I also think I'm really good at this, so it's like weird. It's a I, weird I'm like, you're, <laughs> a, you're a faker, but you're really good at it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it, it, I don't know. It was just, I think times have changed where people are just more about, you know, embracing it, mental health and embracing, you know, just life in general right now and- we got a good batch of comedians in the Quad Cities that are both about that as well as, as nurturing. Dana, I know, was talking, I can't remember what specific example he said, but it was something to the effect of, of you know, if you get off stage and, and no one told you, then, you know, you, you were just, you had to figure it out on your own. And I do think there still needs to be a level of sink or swim in comedy, like, because, You can still do it at any open mic, but it's not, not everybody's going to be good at it. Yeah. And so I think there needs to be like, Leslie and I were talking about this a little bit and, and her and I have agreed we're neither one of us are like the most like jump out and hug and accept all the new people that come in. Mm -hmm. There's still a little bit of, we we you need, still got to earn your stripes a little you bit. You got to earn your stripes. And, and there's been so many people you think about it. I mean, just in the year or so you've been doing it. Yeah. How many people that have tried it once or twice and you never see them again? Yeah. And because we've seen so many people come through this, like it's hard for us to put energy into anybody new until we know that they're actually as committed to this as we are. It's crazy how
0: many similarities I've found between this community and the recovery
1: community. <laughs> it's we were because
0: when people start to come to meetings mm -hmm. and you see them once or twice and then you never see them again i don't know how much i want to invest in that person because i don't know if i'm ever going to see them again. yep yep it's the same it's almost the same thing it's weird well and 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 also the support system mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. very similar
1: well and you think about because because leslie was talking about she's like somehow i got to be the leader of this group or something like that (laughs) and and I'm like, yeah, because you're the least broken of the toys. Yeah. Like, if you look at, at the quasi Comedy com- scene, we are a bunch of broken people all searching for something. Yeah. And she just happens to have her shit together more than most of us. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're all like, it's like the uh, the scene from Toy Story when when they think Buzz Lightyear, when all the little green guys are infatuated with Buzz Lightyear. We're all just like, you have your shit together? <laughs> oh. Yeah. It, basically. Yeah
0: yeah uh and uh yeah leslie uh james seems to remotely have his shit together from what yeah. i've gathered yeah uh but yeah with leslie i've had so many conversations with her about stuff and she even like with the, she's even implemented into her set like giving advice to just people in general
1: <laughs> i love the uh the ice cream sandwich bit where she where it's all comes from the fact that all the guys in are single mostly white men horny guys in comedy, and she's like, "Shut up, like quit talking about it and whining about it if you if you wanna date, quit whining, and just go do it like yeah, yeah. and uh she has the ice cream sandwich bit about that, so Brandon his wife came with him on Thursday to the comedy bar. And she said something to the exact same thing. She's like, "I just want to go up there and tell all these guys, like, quit whining about it. If you if you want to have sex, quit talking about sex and go out and date. Like, quit, (laughs) quit." But I'd have no
0: set, (laughs) and and
1: that's that's kind of the thing. Like, like, uh, she's like, she's like, you guys just whine about stuff, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of what this is in a way, but yeah, but that's why it's refreshing when you see people break through with different stuff that isn't always about their dick or their, you know,
0: that's how I'm trying to get away from that. I'm not trying to be like a complete, like Jim Gaffigan, clean comic, but
1: I want to find a good, like, I mean, having there, there definitely is a value in, you know, if you can do a Gaffigan set where you can be hundred percent clean, I mean, it opens up way more opportunities. Yeah. Like, uh,
0: like, which like, Like Schlichting, he gets like business like businesses that have him do like their corporate events and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That's big money, man.
1: Yep. And and even, you know, Chris isn't even necessarily I wouldn't call him a clean comedian because he definitely does edgy stuff. But he keeps it at least in an area that is presentable in places other than just comedy clubs.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like I when I did my set at the Speakeasy, I that was the first time my parents were there. And I was like, I needed, because uh, as you can understand, I have Catholic parents. So I am very, like, hesitant about, like, you know, the guilt thing. And, like, mm-hmm. and I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 32 years old and I'm still scared of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> In a sense. It's, 44
1: and same. It's
0: gotten better. <laughs> but – uh, so I was like, the it's the first time there. I don't want to talk about – you know, I don't want to get into, like, the porn and, like, talking about – you know,
1: like using drugs. I don't want to talk about all that. And I was I, like, I kind of felt the same way when your aunt was there, when Jody was at the oh, car. Cause yeah. I'm like, she's never heard me talk about pop before. <laughs> Jody's super cool it, though, oh, man. Yeah. Like super she cool. didn't care at all. Yeah. But it was just one <laughs> yeah. of those things like, I was, you got to remember too, like when, when, back when I was at Best Buy, I was, you know, much, much younger. And we were were still the hooligans. And she was at the age where, you know, where she was an adult and getting married and having kids and stuff like that. So she's always been kind of not an authority figure, but at least like a adult figure. More of an adult than, yeah. yeah. So it was always kind of like, oh, shit, I don't want to disappoint her. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And then, uh, so I did like a, a remotely clean set for the most part. And I remember like, and this was like, everybody was talking about abortion and it's like everybody had a joke about that. And like everybody was talking about, you know, whatever, just all kinds of ridiculous stuff. And my set was just more observational, just like goofing around. And, uh, I had an older lady come up to me after the show and shit, you could tell she just like appreciated me for doing that. And I was just (laughs) like, all right, I'll take that. And my, and then, but I talked to my dad last week. He's like, he's like, you know, I had lunch with, uh, a friend the other day um one that's been to one of my shows and seen you know my regular set and he's like uh you you did a totally different set for us and he, and he like <laughs> called me out and i'm like yeah and i told my mom about that that i was going to do like a completely different set apparently uh they did not she did not relay that to him um and she he's like you don't have to do that i'm like you sure Are you sure? Yeah.
1: It's great that that you're giving me your approval for that, but do you understand what that approval actually cosigns?
0: Yeah. You're opening up a door (laughs) that you can't close.
1: I've got a joke where my mom fucks a football team. (laughs) (laughs) Has she heard it? I don't know if she's heard that part of it. The part of the joke that starts off with her and I having kind of a, a battle of trying to outgross each other with different sex talk that mm. completely has happened that's so happened. Okay. and her telling me I should have been a blowjob that's happened um, the extent of her g- going on to fuck the football team I don't I think my dad's seen that joke, though. <laughs> I can't they've both seen jokes that I don't do a ton of I don't really have a lot of my dad jokes because he he's always been kind of the a little bit straighter a little bit where my mom's been more of the goofy parent. Yeah. Or yeah. done the things that are more yeah. embarrassing to make fun of or something. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So I don't, but I know my dad has seen some of my mom jokes. I just don't know all of which ones. Yeah.
0: But next time they come to a show and they're getting the full, full fucking experience. Fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: getting the full experience. <laughs> and your dad's going to hear some stuff he ain't never thought he was going to hear from you. Exactly. It's like you're going
0: to hear some stuff that you didn't even know about. But all right you said it <laughs> you said okay yeah i'm holding you to that <laughs> all right man well i appreciate you being on yeah, uh, absolutely sorry we started a little late well he he needs to apologize i'm just no. uh but <laughs> i'm glad we were able to make this happen yeah this was good yeah fun and that's the thing with the comedy scene like we were talking about we all all of us are all screwed up in some sort of way so i'm never gonna run out of guess yeah um yeah, yeah you were talking about uh brian uh Brian, if you're listening, I'm gonna have you on as a guest. I know who he's wanted to be, and he'll be. A, he'll be, He has a yeah. He has a disorder that I really want to get into. Yeah, you know, yeah. With the multiple personalities, so I've had other people to bring that up because I've asked people like, "What do you guys want to hear about? What topics and stuff like that?" And that'll be a good one. So, sure. yeah, I'm actually going to be interviewing uh pretty soon. I'm going to interview my priest. Ooh, yeah, that's going to be a spicy one.
1: Yeah, because
0: I'm because he's not afraid to talk about anything cool and yeah uh, he, and he's he's just a great dude like he's really doing it for like the right reasons oh, you awesome. can tell he's only 31 it's weird he's like my peer yeah like yeah. he's when we grew up you know yeah, all the all priests the were group. like yeah. 80 years old yeah. you know and you it's so weird because i'm like i i forget i'm talking to a priest i'm like oh yeah bro like <laughs> <laughs> like oh father my bad yeah yeah it's it's interesting. That'll be a fun It'll one. it will be
1: interesting to see what a cool priest is like.
0: We're going to have dinner we're going to have dinner first and talk about what we want to talk about cuz there's so many things I could ask him about. Yeah. And uh then go from there, but that'll be a good episode, but yeah, I'm going to have uh I'm going to keep the episodes rolling. That's the thing with the consistency. I don't want to fall off. Yeah. Yeah, this because is
1: something that has to stay consistent has with to any stay consistent. sort of momentum.
0: Oh yeah, dude. And there's so many podcasts, man. It's like it's not a competition, but it is a competition yeah. at the same time. It's a competition for your ears. <laughs> so, all right, well, I man. I think
1: you're doing good, man. I appreciate you having me up.
0: Yeah, for sure, man.